as you see, we have a new face uh, at the parish. We keep People keep cycling through here. Um, so Deacon Christian Smith was just ordained to the priesthood on June 11th. And Deacon Ben Franchuk uh, was assigned here by me um, to, to be with us for the summer. So he'll be here to probably towards the end, uh, beginning of August. Uh, so it's great to have you with us, Ben. This time of the liturgical year is always kind of neat for me because right after Easter, the, the church starts highlighting like the central mysteries of the faith. Okay? So if you look, you have the resurrection, right? And then for five weeks, we celebrate the resurrection because that changed everything. And then two weeks ago, we celebrated what? Pentecost. Good. Okay. So the coming of the Holy Spirit So you have, Jesus is talking about the Father, He's the Son, He says there's this coming Advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, which just leads into the feast we celebrated last week, which was Trinity Sunday, good. And so the point is, is that the Trinity then is the revelation of God, which then leads into the most powerful of the, not the divine realities, but the earthly realities, which is the Eucharist. So... The Catechism of the Catholic Church, I said last week, said that the Trinity is the greatest of the mysteries of the Catholic faith, the, the light that enlightens all of them. And then today the Catechism will say that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of everything we believe as Christians. So, if the Trinity is the light that enlightens all mysteries, the Eucharist is the brightest light. And now I'm going to be really impressed. What do we celebrate next Sunday? She was here last night. The 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. There is no real big feast, right? <clears throat> but if we, as we focus on these three feasts that are they're intertwined, the Eucharist becomes kind of the thing that is held up to us as the last great thing. It is the abiding presence of God on this earth. And yet recent polls have showed that 25% maybe of Catholics sitting in the pews of all of our churches across the world actually believe in the real presence. That when they're receiving this, what looks like bread and wine, they're receiving God. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. 25% of our faith actually believe that. And why? Why is it so low? I have this, it's not really my theory, but thinking about it, we all have a problem. Oh, I mean, we got some of us have a lot of problems, but one major problem that we all have together is we have this infinite desire in us for perfection, for goodness, for truth, for beauty. You can see it. Like one of the ways I always show people like that we have this desire. If you ever have a really tragic death, people will say this never should have happened. What do they mean by that? We're all going to die. It's just a matter of when. Death is a reality. But in our heart of hearts, when we go to a funeral or when something terrible happens to us, we know it shouldn't be like that. Why? Have you ever thought about that? Because there's something in us that is hearkening to something more. And we know it. We know, if we're really honest, we are not made for this world. 
We're made for something far greater. But the problem is, is we have these infinite desires within us and we take finite things and try to satisfy ourselves with them. We are far too easily pleased, as C.S. Lewis said. And part of it is, is because the world has a lot of really cool stuff. I'm not going to lie. I was looking, somebody sent me this link. There is this new surfboard that you, it has a motor under, a propeller underneath it. So you can essentially surf anywhere there's water. You can surf on lakes, in pools. You don't even need waves anymore. I was like, that is really cool. Or the flyboard. I don't know if you've heard of this. You hook it up. There's a big, long 50-foot tube. You hook it up to a jet ski motor. And then you have remote controls on your hands. And you control the amount of thrust of water that shoots through that tube into these boots, out of the boots, and literally allows you to hover above the water. I mean, that's cool. Who doesn't want to do that? Here's the problem. You and I, we're not made for cool stuff. We're made for something far greater. We're made for eternal life. God put these infinite desires into us so that we would know we're not meant to stay here. That we are meant for something far greater. And that's why we have the coolest stuff in the world right now. And nobody's happy. We've got the greatest things ever. And we're still not satisfied. Because we're looking at the wrong stuff. And so the question I have for you this morning is this. I want you to honestly think about this in your heart. The rest of this Mass. What do I really want? In life, this life, what do you want? Because I'm the bearer of bad news this Sunday morning, but you only have one life. What are you going to do with it? What do you want out of this life? Stuff? Things? Fun? Or what our hearts really yearn for? Love? Peace? Joy? It's a fundamental question that we never, ever ask. And there's nothing wrong with stuff. I like stuff. But it's not what we were made for. So what do you want? I'm going to tell you what you want. You ready? This is big. Again, you guys never look as excited as I think you're going to look. What you want, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you know it or not, is God. That's it. That's what you want. We hear it in the gospel today. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger. He who believes in me will never thirst. He's not talking about food and drink. He's talking about life. I recently heard a quote. I'll never forget. It was from Pope Francis. Long before he was Pope Francis. Back when he was in Argentina. He said this. Knowing Jesus is the greatest gift any person can receive. That we have encountered him is the best thing that has ever happened in our lives. And in making him known by our deeds and by our words is our greatest joy.
Two more questions. Do you know him? Have you encountered him? The church in these past decades has done a rather pathetic job of helping people encounter Jesus. And I want you to know, I I don't know if you know this yet, but the bishop made me pastor here, so you're stuck with me for a while. I am going to do everything in my power in these upcoming years to facilitate encounters for you. Because if, you, if I leave this parish and you haven't encountered Jesus, I'm a failure as a priest. He's the only thing that matters. And once you meet him, everything changes. I was thinking back, we were just at the ordination this last week, and I looked out, and there's all these people. They all love Jesus. There's all these priests in the Bismarck Diocese, and we're doing amazing things through our Catholic education and through our programs and our parishes and our lay faithful and our diaconate and our seminarians. And I'm like, this is amazing. And the only reason it's happening is because people are beca- they're starting to know Jesus. There's this great homily that Pope John Paul II gave. And he literally, I got to take the right sheets here because I'm not quite done with my homily. But he does this. It's so awesome. He's sitting and he's like, he's like, Jesus, he's my hope. He's your hope. And he's like, he's the hope of the world. And he's right. He's the only new thing that has graced the Catholic Church since its foundation. The world since its foundation. He's the new thing. And so, for all this to happen, for all this goodness, for you to encounter him, it all starts here. Have you ever wondered why the Eucharist doesn't have more power in your life? I mean, if that's God... If that's body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, why isn't, it, why isn't it exploding inside of you? Why aren't we changing more? I think it's for three reasons. Why the Eucharist doesn't have the power it should in our lives. Number one, we don't know him. And when we come here, we, how many of you, when you walk up to receive communion, you're just like, oh man, this is it. I'm going to experience Jesus. I'm going to encounter him. It's going to be amazing. How many of you does that go on in your heart? Or is it more like, well, it's time to go to communion. That's the first reason. We don't have great expectations. Second, we don't know his word. The scripture. How many of you in this church could explain to me the scriptural significance, Old Testament, Gospel, Paul's letters of how we defend the Eucharist. The typology from the book of Exodus leading into John chapter 6 fulfilled in 1 Corinthians. How many of you could do that? We don't know. Because we don't know his word. I challenge you every week when you come here, bring your Bible. Read your Bible before Mass. We took away the missalettes. Bring your Bible. Start to encounter him in his word. And finally, I think because of the first two, we never experience the desire to serve that is meant to flow out of the Eucharistic sacrifice. Great expectations. When we were at the 
we had a brother priest got up and spoke at the after party of the ordination. He got up and he said, brothers, if I can't, if I don't in my lifetime raise a man from the dead, then I'm doing something wrong as a Catholic. And you know what's funny? None of us laughed. Because he was dead serious. That's the kind of expectation we need. That God can and indeed wants to break into your life. We need to encounter him in the scriptures. And last and most importantly, we need to learn how to come out of ourselves in service that flows from the Eucharistic sacrifice. Total outpouring. Total self-gift. I want to end with a quote from J.R.R. Tolkien because about he spoke about the Blessed Sacrament. Because in the end, the Eucharist is all about authentic freedom. Freedom to encounter our greatest love. His quote is this. Out of the darkness of life, I put before you the one great thing to love on this earth. The Blessed Sacrament. There you will find romance, glory, honor, fidelity, and the one true way of all your loves on this earth. Make the Eucharist the most important thing. Keep it as the most important thing. And then you will experience its power.